0: Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.
1: So we had Pony Bradshaw in the studio today, and you go by James. Yes, ma'am. It's nice okay. to have you, James.
2: Appreciate you having us here today.
1: It was really great to hear your music. Um, great harmonies, really great lyrics.
2: Thank you. Appreciate that.
1: And and you um, you live in Georgia now, but mm-hmm. you grew up where?
2: Uh, East Texas is where I spent uh, the majority of my life, down the road in Texarkana. And, but I was born in Mississippi and moved a lot. My dad was in the military, so... Uh, but... I've been in Georgia about 12 years now. 12 13.
1: Was music a big part of your life growing up?
2: Well, not really. I I played baseball and uh I didn't I didn't know how to play guitar till I was around 22 or something like that. Started writing songs when Did I was about sing? 25. Did you sing uh in the car, stuff like that? You know, I wasn't terribly confident. I sang at church, you know, things like that in the choir and but you know, never in front of people. You know, if I could get away from that, you know. But yeah, it's it's relatively new. I'm almost 40 now, so about 15 years.
1: Your dad was a performer, though. He was an Elvis impersonator.
2: Yeah, he did. He did that. <laughs> uh,
1: when I read that, I thought yeah. that that's super fun. Yeah, it was, it was as, really as cool a kid. Did you did you see him perform?
2: Yeah, I I, uh, I used to bring the scarves to him. Because he'd hand them out to women at the shows. You know, he'd do like a big show, not like, like it's, he he has done something. He did some things like in a bank for somebody's birthday party or something like that, something crazy. But yeah.
1: It's so cool. you, um, so you're 22. You pick up the guitar, mm-hmm. and was it sort of instant love of the guitar? No, did the you...
2: first time I gave up pretty quickly. Uh, a buddy of mine when I moved back to Texarkana uh, show me some chords, you know, and then from there, you know, just learning all kinds of other people's songs. But I learned that I didn't sing cover songs as well. So I started trying to do my own thing and that's what led to writing.
1: So you're, you're working and you're writing. And when did you think, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm a songwriter. I can, I can write my own songs. Did you, did you get some good feedback? Did you play at an open mic? Or? Yeah,
2: that's, that's how I met my guitarist, Cody Ray, at an open mic in Chattanooga. I think that's one of the first times I played a song that I wrote in front of somebody at an open mic, and like a year and a half after that, uh, I met the good people around her, and we've had a relationship
1: for a couple of years now. So how did you meet? Meet up with Rounder.
2: Uh, Gary Pechosa, he's the producer of the record we have coming out. He came to a show in Atlanta at Eddie's at Attic, and we he came to a couple, I believe, but that's where it started off. Yeah.
1: So, Sudden Opera is your solo debut album. Yes, ma'am. And what does what does Sudden Opera mean to you?
2: Well, I kind of swiped the title, but it has significance too. But it's a title of a poem by an arc. Kansan named Frank Stanford, mm-hmm. and uh, I like his poetry. That's not one of my favorite poems of his, but I like the title of it. And it, this kind of all happened suddenly, you know. And it, it's a big record, and it's, you know, it's anthemic or whatever. But it just seemed like it was a good fit for the title. You know.
1: Did you write the songs over time, or were they written in a compressed time frame? Or are these songs that you started writing? along the way, starting at 22, 23, or did you kind of write them all more recently?
2: Uh, they're like, maybe they came in like two and three different bunches, you know. A handful of them are all at the same time, and then another handful. Most of them are pretty, a couple years old, you know, three years old, though, yeah. The record's been done maybe a year, I don't know. You might have to edit that. I don't know if they yeah. care about knowing that.
1: <laughs> well, that's typical. You know, you go in the studio. Yeah you record it has to be mixed and you've got to figure out when to release the record when the right timing is and I talk to a lot of artists who say by the time this the record comes out I've already moved on and I'm writing new songs
2: yeah that's true very true Uh, we played a couple of new ones today so yeah and I'm always writing and the newest one's always my favorite one so it's it's tough to hang on to those but i have to tell myself that not everyone knows those songs you know they're not old to them so
1: where's your favorite place to write
2: well uh, i used to write in on my couch all the time and now i got a desk but i keep it in the living room next to a big window because i don't like to be closed up i like to see outside but yeah i wake up i do that every day
1: so it's a deliberate process? Yeah,
2: I don't force it, you know. Some days it's not good, you know. So I just if I'm not writing something new, I'll edit, revise or sing old songs or just mess around, but I'm always there to receive it if it's if it's available, but uh it doesn't always happen for sure.
1: When you're a lover of 20th century literature and poetry?
2: Yeah, I love I love all the centuries, <laughs> but yeah, uh, 19th century French, you know, Flaubert and all those guys, just the way they devoted themselves to their art, not necessarily the, their books. Uh, I like a couple of his books, but I've read his letters, and those inspire me more than his books do. So, yeah, I, I read all the time.
1: So was there any any of that sort of love of French li- literature um, that was incorporated into Sudden Opera? Hmm.
2: Just, uh, maybe just the way I approached writing it, but not the content or anything like that, the subject matter. That's uh, I think I credited that to my Southern Baptist guilt and just books I read along the way and family stuff, you know. but.
1: Where did yeah. you record the album?
2: Uh, we cut it at the Sound Emporium and Southern Ground in Nashville, two different sessions.
1: So it being your solo album, mm-hmm. was the studio experience fun or was it stressful?
2: Mm, it was fun. I've been in the studio before, not with such high-caliber people, though, and it was a little stressful at first, but, you know, now all those people, most of those people that I played I play on the record and Gary, they're, they're kind of like family, you know. I stay at Gary's house every time I go to Nashville, and so. But yeah, it was pretty stressful, yeah.
1: Who were some of the people that collaborated with you on the album?
2: Uh, Jed Hughes co-produced and uh, played guitar and other stringed instruments. And Shani Gandhi was a co-producer as well. I think she slipped some harmonies in there, but she doesn't want anybody to know about it. But uh, some other players, uh, man, I'm going blank. I hate hate doing this right now.
1: so you so, had you had other people who were working with you on the album yeah. and um, and then ultimately uh, you, you you put the put the album together mm-hmm. and were you happy with the way that the songs turned out I mean and did you coordinate how do you write I should say let's go back mm-hmm. how do you write when you write a song do you write the song and then other people fill in with the parts or yeah, is yeah. it more of a collaborative effort It's
2: like that I write the song I come with the song arranged and lyric And all that there, and then everybody else comes in and just adds the parts together. Yeah, I've never really done the co-writing thing. You know, I'm not too. I don't know. I kind of. I just kind of want to do it myself. I don't know why. It's not. Hopefully, it's not because of my ego. I don't know.
1: (laughs) What would you like people to? What would you like people to take away from your music? Hmm. For this particular album, and it's different for each album, but. Was there a message in there that that you would like listeners to take away?
2: I mean, I hope they enjoy it, obviously, I want that, or I would wouldn't share it with people, but i I try not to think of what I expect people to get from it. you know i hope i I know there's people out there like me and think like I do. It might not be a majority of people, but i don't, I don't know, I really don't know. Well, I loved it <laughs> Thank for what you so it's much. worth. Appreciate it.
1: And I know that everyone else will love it too, and um, they should go out and get the album. Yep. June 21st. June 21st. Yep. Okay. You heard it here on Diddy TV. And what's next for you?
2: Uh, we've got a show in Nashville Sunday, and then we've got a few things lined up before the record release, but we're just trying to fine tune the band right now, and get rehearsed up.
1: And you're writing already. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah
2: i got another record already, ready to go.
1: Well, we hope you come back once that's out as well. Yeah, It was such a pleasure having you in the studio today. And Sudden Opera, it's a great album. And um, we wish you the best and we'll see you soon. All right, thank you.
0: 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only